Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness, the show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hello, everybody. We're back. This is Eden, and Kim is here as well. Welcome back, Kim. Hi. (laughs) We missed you last time. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. I want to do a shout out. Oh, my God. Like, your episode with Adam and Chance, you did an amazing job, and I wasn't feeling well, and I gave her, like, no notice because I was trying so hard to feel okay, and I just couldn't do it, and she really did a great job of doing that episode and that episode is doing amazing actually yes. so um good good job Eden thank you thanks so much for the acknowledgement I'm like, you don't even need me you can just I know. do this yourself are you sure you don't want to you are you sure you want to be here you're on vacation you can just go I'm I, I can, know I know I, I know so I'm, much- in, I'm on vacation in Lake Tahoe <laughs> South Lake Tahoe California slash Nevada and um and I wanted to do the episodes from here because the energy is so good here. So it's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, so glad that you're back. I know I did well. I can admit that I did better than I thought I could do. Um, so it gave me a lot more confidence, a big boost of confidence, but I don't like doing it without you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but you did. You know what? We listened to it driving because, you know, driving to, to Tahoe from Huntington Beach is about almost 10 hours. So I made my husband listen to a whole bunch of podcast episodes. And he's like, wow, Eden did a great job. Like, so he also he also gave you props. Good. Oh, that yeah. means a lot. <laughs> okay, that's so good. I guess I've come a long way from the first yeah, episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're so you're you became you became an introverted extrovert, and I think <laughs> I've become I've become more introverted. So I'm now also an introverted extrovert. So now uh-huh. we're, we're alike. We're kind of more <laughs> even, more equal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That sounds good. It works. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So to, I know since you're in town or you're out of town, actually, um, I wanted to ask you, how is the, the COVID stuff there in Tahoe? Is it the oh, same yeah. well, as? I want to, I want to say a quick comparison. It's kind of crazy. Like, so I live in Huntington beach and we, we went to like, things were open for a while. Now things are closing again, but, um, we went to Rock and Brews. We love Rock and Brews, which is owned by the guys from Kiss, Gene Simmons, and Paul Stanley. And we went to the one in Tustin, and it was so huge. I felt like I was in like Demolition Man or something. Like I felt like I was in this sci-fi movie mm-hmm. because you go in there and there's this like stand-up thing where you stand in front of it and it takes your temperature. Ooh. And and then all the servers had these like. Those, you know, the, not a regular mask, but those, those kind of like hat masks with like clear glass, plexiglass over your face. Oh, the shield. Yeah. They had yeah. a shield and a mask and it just looked so sci-fi, you know, and, and we ended up having fun and there was great music and great food and everything. And it seemed very safe. We had masks too, but it just, I'm like, what, what has the world become? I know. So, so it's been kind of nice to be in South Lake Tahoe because 
the cases are very, very, very low, very low here, uh, like almost nothing. Yeah. And so even though people are being safe here and having masks and distancing and like they're being careful, it doesn't really have the same vibe. It has more of a simple time vibe, like before all this happened. Mm. And so we're just trying to like embrace it and, and really take it all in because I know in a week I have to go home and yeah. take all that in again, <laughs> yeah. take all the chaos in again. And, you know, it tends to like, I love Huntington beach and we moved there because it had this great, you know, surf, like just really chill feel. It reminded me of surfers paradise, Australia, but there is a part of Huntington beach where people get a little crazy. Mm. <laughs> so I think everywhere you have, to be, you have to be really careful, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a lot, of people the crazies are all coming out right now yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the crazy in all of us yeah yeah I just feel it's just I'd rather be more safe than sorry so I I tend to be the one that gets a little more like with my family I say that everything we do we have to have a family decision around like literally mm. everything yeah like if someone wants to go to something we all have to discuss it like because it can affect everyone's health. And so right. I just, you know, I, I, maybe I'm a little overboard, but I, I go with my intuition. Well, of course, How yes, that's you? the bottom line. That's what we, I try to do too, is going with the intuition coming from, you know, my higher self instead of making decisions based on fear, for sure. That's the best way to do it. But I think also um, the idea of making decisions with the entire family is so important right now. I mean, we have the same thing going on in our house because Eric has to work every day. He, he works outside the house and he's the manager of many, many people. So he has to do his best to stay healthy so he could run the store. So he often brings that up that, you know, if one of our kids wants to go do something with a friend, like how is that going to affect all of us? And it's unfortunate yeah. that we, they, they now have to think about everybody's feelings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's a good lesson. Um, but we also all, all teach, I, we, I, we try to teach our kids that, you know, it's important to meet your own needs and take care of yourself, which is another episode that we're going to have soon, but, (laughs) but yeah, but now it's kind of different and we have to consider the people around us. And I think that's, what's going on with people not wearing masks versus wearing masks because they're looked at as, you know, the ones who don't want to wear them, they, they seem kind of inconsiderate to put it nicely, I guess. And, you know, it's all about them. They're being very righteous so I don't know. It's, just, it's there's so many lessons in this. It's yeah. It's become political, and we don't need to get into that. But like, yeah, it's just I just feel like it's not worth having parties. It's not worth you know going out without a mask. That's my opinion. Um, I know personally a bunch of people who have had it, and um, a couple people have died. Um, yeah. uh, one girlfriend who had it for like seven weeks very severely. So I. I realize it's real because I know personally people affected, but I I know some people who feel it's not real. So, I mean, it's just, there's just a bunch of stuff going on in the world and it's pretty crazy. And it's also mercury retrograde. And like, (laughs) it's funny because right now in my, in my house, we're in, in Tahoe, um, 
the the house we we've rented this house since I was 16 and I'm 46. So wow. 30 years this house same the house same same house. Wow. Yes. And so it's like it actually feels my grandparents when they were alive would come here. So like mm. it feels like I feel their energy here. Yeah. Um but we had flooding because of the mercury, I don't know. I feel like it's because of mercury retrograde. <laughs> well, but yeah, there was, could like, be. a bunch of flooding in the house. And so we don't even know what's going to happen. Like right now, as I'm talking, there's like plumbers and, and workers working on the house. Like we're going, are we going to have to go stay at a hotel or I don't know. So anyway, that happened life is, to me. Life is crazy. My last vacation actually was in February in Dallas. And in our hotel room, we had a flood and we had to move to a new room. I don't know. Maybe it was retrograde back then. <laughs> I know retrograde puts a big twist on everything. Yeah. Well, with that, I'm going to introduce our guest. So we have Jamie Marseille. And I feel so excited because I've known her for years and I have a lot of mutual friends with her. And so I feel very connected to her. So we finally got her on the show. Yeah. I've been trying, but she's so busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read um, a little bit about her because it's so important. Before we end up asking her questions, you have to hear what her story is. So, Jamie Marseille, in a story of sheer endurance and survival, Jamie Marseille survived living in a car for an unthinkable 11 days during a terrible snowstorm in a desolate area of northern Arizona. Finally rescued by snowmobilers, she lost both of her legs due to frostbite. Slowly, she realized that exercise was also a key to her life, and she eventually excelled in running sprints. She is currently the only woman bilateral below the knee amputee to finish a marathon. She has finished six and a half marathons and six half marathons and two marathons. On October 11, 2015, she became the first bilateral below knee women amputee to finish the Chicago Marathon. And April 18, 2016, the first bilateral below knee women amputee to finish the Boston Marathon. And she is a proud mom, wife, author, and teacher. So we're very excited and honored to have you here. Welcome, Jamie. Thanks, Kim. I'm really excited to talk with you. I feel like you said we have so many mutual friends and gone out and about in town, got to spend time together, and now we get to work together. So it's going to be a fun afternoon. <laughs> Thanks for being here. It's just, like, like Kim said, such an honor that you are going to tell this story. I think it's so important for people to hear this. I think it's a story of adversity. Yeah, I like that word a lot. Sometimes the word inspiring gets thrown around in different ways. And I think that, you know, with or without prosthetics, anybody can be inspiring or motivating. Um, you know, we all have like, uh, I kind of go back to what my grandma said, that oomph, you know, inside of you. It's just a matter of what you're willing to do with it. And I think in today's times, we're all living in fear. Mm -hmm. Nobody really knows. I mean, COVID's real. Coronavirus. Yeah. You know, um, but do we want to yeah. give our whole lives away to it? No. I mean, I think you just have to be smart and respect respect everybody's decision and wear a mask. I mean, you put a seatbelt on every right. day, you know, um, and uh, so it's kind of a crazy time where we're living in right now. Oh, for sure. 
Yeah. Well, I have a first question for you, Jamie. Um, you had something very traumatic happen when you were young with the accident. And you even wrote a book. The book is amazing. Um, can you tell us about what happened and the book? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when I was 19 years old, it's, you know, when I go around and I speak to people, I kind of start out like this, who's ever gotten lost or taken a wrong turn? And you see lots of hands come up because everybody gets lost. But at 19 years old, I didn't realize taking a wrong turn was going to impact the rest of my life. Mm. Um, my girlfriend and I were driving home from a ski trip and we wound up on a desolate road that eventually got closed after we were trapped there. So we were very fortunate and grateful that on January 2nd, 1988, two men were snowmobiling, a man and his son, and they came and they saved our life. Uh, mm. The last thing they expected on that road was to see someone, let alone two people living inside a car. Wow. And speaking of living in the car, how did that work out? Did you guys have food? How did you go to the restroom? Like, can you do, are you okay to talk about yeah, those details? I, I, okay. I'm an open book. I mean, I think okay. it's so important. Um, you know, um, I'm glad it's an adult show because of course my girlfriend and I both got our periods while we were in the car for 11 days. You know, wow. why wouldn't that happen? Of course. It didn't last very long yeah. because our body was kind of shutting down. Mm. But, um, yeah, so we just, we had to make do. Um, I grew up in Arizona, so I wasn't a much of a big camper. So, you know, two young girls traveling 30-something years ago, what did we have with us? We didn't have water. We had Diet Pepsi because that's what you had with you. Yeah. We yeah. food. Um, we ate that first day, and then our sodas froze. So the hmm. first night after we woke up, we were able to take our car keys and kind of slice open the soda can oh. and eat that sugar water. And, okay. um, and then to go to the bathroom, we were able to like, um, you know, being young girls traveling, we had Q-tips and, you know, cotton balls, anything we could find that became a receptacle. Mm -hmm. um, we were able to use that and then we dumped it outside. Mm, and yeah. then uh, the storm was horrendous. So the first five days were real bad. Uh, on the fifth day, we woke up and it stopped. And Lisa and I said, we better get out of here. Nobody's come. We can't see anything. It's this white, vast wilderness. And we started to walk and we hadn't eaten. And we thought maybe, yeah, I mean, we hadn't since that first day, um, maybe 30 feet, not very far. And she actually collapsed in the snow. Oh. And I looked back behind me and she had a bloody nose and we both were crying and we went back to the car. Oh. And that was one of the first decisions that saved our life because the storm stopped. So those next seven days in the car, we were safe because we were in an enclosed environment. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So did, how did you I, even, there was no cell phones. So how did you right. keep track of time? Um, I had a watch that had wow. a good battery. And Lisa had a journal and she actually wrote in her journal every day. But that's wow. a great question, Kim, because a lot of times I'll go out and I'll do speaking and I'll talk to the audience and especially with children, they're like, oh, well, why didn't you use your GPS or your cell phone? And <laughs> they, you know, you think we have problems now connecting. Right. You know, right. <laughs> so it, it wasn't part of our world. And, um, you know, after I was found, I was forced to grow up pretty quick. At 19 years yeah. old, we wound yeah. up having a lawsuit against the state of Arizona because we felt they were negligent because what happened was is they closed the road without driving on it. 
you know, and here was, do I take accountability for making a wrong turn? Absolutely. I made a wrong turn. Do I think it's my Mm -hmm. fault that I lost both my legs to frostbite? No, because if someone had checked that road before they closed the gates, they would have found us within the first 72 hours. But you you can't go back and have any regrets. And, you know, God saved my life on that mountain for so many reasons. And I'm still figuring them out each and every day. Wow. And I feel like you would, do you have mentally, do you, does it still affect you today with like PTSD? No, that's a great question. Um, I feel like in the beginning, my biggest concern was before I agreed to the amputation because I was 19. So I had to sign the paperwork to say, yep, let's do the surgery. Uh Um, My big questions were, can I get married? I mean, I was a little naive. Um, can I have children? Can I wear high heels? You know, dancing. And they answered yes to all those questions. And so I was really grateful with the support of my family and my friends. I got back into society. I was able to go back to college. Um, The one thing that Kim mentioned in my bio is I never exercised. So Mm -hmm. it's embarrassing to say now because I have all these world records and I run marathons, but it's such a huge part of my story because I didn't enjoy it. And as you can see behind me, I got all those really cool medals and that was from running. Yeah. yeah. Just so for the audience, they can't see this, Okay, but it, it looks like you have at least 50 medals there. I don't know how many. Wow. But Thanks, Eden. That's yeah. amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay. Thank you. And uh, you know, so that had to change. And, and the reason it changed, and that's something that they told me in the hospitals, my therapist is, you know, you now need to strengthen what you have left to make up for missing your foot and your ankle and part of your calf. Because for you, life is always going to be a workout. Like when mm-hmm. I get up off a chair or walking down the stairs or just doing anything, I'm going to exert more energy than an able-bodied person. Mm-hmm. And, right. Um, So I I think for me, with all that support and then actually having a boyfriend in the beginning that I knew at a younger age, it kind of gave me a lot of gusto to go back in the world and share my story and and see what is out there. You know, I I get to joke about it. I think humor is such an important part of who we are. And, you know, like I tease my kids now, my own children that are high schoolers and teenagers, so they don't get the jokes. When they were little, we had fun with it, right? But you know, I, got, I have removable body parts, just like a Barbie. You know, you can take the leg off and put it back on, you know. You, you got to wow. have fun with it. Wow, that's an amazing outlook. Um, did you right. ever Did you ever have times where you felt down about it, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, were, yeah absolutely. It, it was not all peaches and cream. Um, okay. There was, you know, when, when that really, the first relationship I was in went sour, you know, and it didn't work out. It was just because we weren't compatible. And then going back and, and going back into the world and dating people and meeting them and then maybe we break up and, you know, we all have this mind that kind of takes you crazy places. And, you know, what was some of the reasons why we broke up? Was it because I have removable feet or was it just because we weren't compatible? Mm. Um, you know, and then even, you know, what am I going to do with my career? You know, do people look at me? I don't want pity or sorrow. I right. want to be able to form a friendship and be able to bring out the best in both of us. Just because I'm a little bit different visually than you, I don't want that to impact our future together, whether it was a friend or a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And so there were a lot of times. And even before I met my husband, you know, there was a lot of times dating people and it didn't work out. And, um, you know, I think you got to call upon your, as my daughter would say, your own squad. 
you know, mm. call upon your squad and my girlfriends I grew up with. And when you're feeling down or feeling sorry for yourself, they're going to help pick you up, you know, but I do know ultimately every day it's me. I have to wake up. I have to want to go to work. I have to want to put my prosthetics on, you know, my family's great. Everyone's wonderful, but it does fall on us as individuals to want to make those changes in the world. Oh, great. Very empowering, I think, for you. Yeah. To, yeah. To take responsibility for your your own life, for, for what you're going through, for your pain, for your ups and downs, all of it. You're not you're not sitting in like the martyr mentality blaming someone or blaming blaming Arizona, blaming the no. snow. You know, there's so many things that you could do. You could that you could blame and you're okay. You have been there. I have. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm not definitely, you know, not perfect and, you know, definitely have some regrets, but you know, I get to wake up each day, you know, even now, I mean, Kim didn't mention it in the bio, but I'm fighting cancer right now. So Mm -hmm. I, and I, and I, and when I tell people, they really don't believe me that I think that dealing with cancer is harder than losing my legs. Mm. especially in today's society, because I do a lot of integrative homeopathic medicine. So I have both doctors. I have my naturopath, and then I also have my oncologist. And I'm not a doctor. I didn't go to Mm -hmm. school, but I live in this body. I've lived in this body for 51 years. So I Mm -hmm. think I know it a lot better than anybody. And, And it's been a struggle to know that I'm making the right decisions and honoring my family and our future together in regards to this whole cancer journey. And you, Mm -hmm. you're, you're still standing. Exactly. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. Um, Yes. Yes. And you look way younger than that. I'll take it. I mean, my kids don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) A little touch up, a little curl and, you know, you got to have fun with it. And I've always been really proud of my age. You know, I ran my first marathon in what that was. Yeah. Yeah. So I was 46. And I, you know, I could have never imagined even running a marathon. As Kim mentioned, I'd run quite a few halves and that was wonderful. And when yeah. someone said, oh, you need to run a marathon, I wanted to punch him in the face because I'm like, are you, how, how do you train? How do you balance all that? And I'm so grateful that I was able to push my body to places I never could have imagined. And now I'm always going to be the first. Even when I move on, I will always be the yeah. first. And I really hope there's other women with similar disabilities that want to tackle a marathon. Yeah. 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 And I know you, you have so many life altering events that have occurred, yeah. well, at least these two huge ones. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's others. Um, and I know you have a lot of different achievements. We already talked about, we heard about the marathons. What has been your most memorable achievement of all? Ooh, Eden, way to put me on the spot. Boy, <laughs> you know, and, and you got to think about, is it family life, athletic life, um, teaching, because, you know, they all fall in different categories. So if I had to separate them, I think in regards to becoming a mom is really up there. And I feel very fortunate that I'll, I celebrated, um, what is it? 19 years of marriage in April. congratulations thank you and Mm -hmm. I love to share with my teenagers how lucky they are that we still like each other you know Mm. you can be in love with someone but if you don't have that real deep friendship yeah I think that's my memorable achievement is my marriage and my children and then just running a marathon it's never anything I could have ever done and now I run too and and then I think finally becoming a teacher I have two bachelor's degrees and I Mm -hmm. always wanted to teach 
and my daughter, who's 14, when she was five, I went back to night school. So I went to night school for almost a year and I finished up and earned my credential in the state of California. And I've been teaching elementary school. I'm going into my eighth year. Wow. That's amazing. That's so important and amazing. And your daughter is amazing. Like, so our daughters are the same age and they've played together before and and they've had, yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but Kathy, your mother-in-law, um, would take her to ballet with my daughter yep. and, and Kim's Millie. daughter. Yeah. So yeah, they've known each other. They're all kind of, they've all kind of grown up together. So your daughter's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so it's, you know, I, I think all of that in together are some proud accomplishments that I'm very happy with. And I yeah. still love to teach. I mean, it's been, it's been a struggle with what's going on in the world and I miss my students and I can't imagine going back in the classroom and not hugging everybody and I know. you know it's just and I became a teacher because I want to interact with the student and I want them to see me I want them to see me struggle um like this past December I had a sore on one of my residual limbs and I couldn't wear my prosthetic for a couple of weeks mm. so I went to school in a wheelchair I mean I could still go to work why wouldn't I go to work and it was awesome. The kids had so much fun pushing me around. I mean, I felt like I was the queen because it was like a new little toy for them. But, you know, children are so resilient that what we yeah. give them and by helping them to stay positive, I think is something that's going to really, you know, go forward to move us out of this place where we're all at right now. Yeah, it's so important to be able to also like just ride it out and live among it somehow. Um our mental health in this cannot cannot go by the wayside anymore. Like that right. is number number one, next to washing our hands and having good hygiene. But the mental health aspect is so huge, which it's always been. But I think this is just making everybody yeah. realize how important it is now. And and we're social creatures. We're meant to hug. I mean, we thrive on hugs and interacting and seeing each other and. But first and foremost, we have to be safe. And we have, like you said, we have to learn how to live where we are right now and respect that this, this is something serious and we, ha we don't know. Well, with that, Jamie, um, I would love to ask you another kind of deep question. Um, we want to know more about your warriors. We know you're going through some stuff right now and, um, and you're an open book. I know that you're like that, which I think is so authentic and, and it teaches us all that we can be vulnerable and it ends up helping so many people. But um, we'd love to know more about your Warriors with Hope Incorporated. Oh, thanks, Kim. Um, so in regards to the cancer, well, my first diagnosis was October of 2016. So here I come off this amazing year. I just finished running the Boston Marathon and back at work and uh, uh, annual mammogram led to a lump that led to breast cancer. And they made it sound like it was no big deal. You'll have radiation. It'll just be fine. Nothing to worry about. And immediately I knew that I had implants that were about 10 years old. And my husband and I both agreed, I don't want them. I don't care. Because right away the surgeons just start getting on you about reconstruction and you have to have boobs. And I'm like, they're just boobs. Like they were fun for 10 years, but I need to worry about my health and my body and going forward. And so I listened to what they said and I did everything. And then I had an annual CT scan about five months after that. And they found a spot on my spine. 
And unfortunately, the oncologist I was working at with at the time, she started using this chart and basically gave me life expectancy. And I was like, how dare you do that? What, why? You don't know me from anybody. And miracles happen every day. There's remissions all the time. And it's one spot. Well, from that moment, from that appointment, my husband and I realized there's so many people in the world that really need help. They don't have the same kind of support system that we do. Maybe they're not as strong as I am because of what I've been through. And we decided to set up a nonprofit called Warriors with Hope. And our mission is pretty simple. We provide mostly funds and resource, education, and support to those who are struggling in regards to cancer treatment and or amputation. Because a lot of people will have cancer and then get an amputation. They sometimes go hand in hand, depending on where the tumor is. And to this day, we've been around uh, four years, and we've helped almost 30 families, which is just tremendous. And we've raised over $100,000. And we just want to fill the gap for a lot of treatment. Because I know for me, really doing the integrative and a lot of the homeopathic path, it's money out of our own pocket. But I know that's what keeps me healthy. Like, I love when people, you meet them and you talk to them, they're like, well, you don't look like you have cancer. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? What is that supposed to look like? And I think that our whole society, I mean, even across the world, people are um, thought to believe that cancer equals death. And I don't want that anymore. And that's a big reason why we started the charity is to provide hope, to provide a place where people can meet others mm-hmm. and talk to others and, and really hopefully take a different path than a path filled with fear. Because I've had chemo, I've had radiation, I've had surgery, I've had biopsies. There's nothing wrong with any of that. I think it's a fine line between what's really medically necessary and how much poking and prodding they really push for because of the insurance. Hmm. It's amazing how you um, married the two situations, your two life events and you're able to use those things to help other people now and you're you're not letting yourself get down and you're being more positive with it and you're looking for ways to do something to make a change to be the light and be more positive and help someone uh, because of what you went through so it kind of makes it so that it gives it gives you not an excuse but a reason for what you had to go through Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, you're, you're building something out of that. And that's just absolutely inspiring to Thank me. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Eden. <laughs> I, I, I think it's my way of paying it forward. I need to remember I was saved on that mountain 30 years ago. And sometimes I don't remember why. And, you know, does cancer suck? Absolutely. You know, is it, you know, in taking away some of my retirement funds? Yeah. But I want to live a high quality of life now while I'm here. And, you know, there were times when I was going through radiation treatment, I went from school, teaching kindergarten, Mm -hmm. the radiation to, and then home. Because if you didn't go in that order, like if I went home, I would have never made it to treatment. And the whole point of it is, is just to keep your mind strong, which will then in turn keep your body strong. Mm. And, and, you know, but there's been times, oh, I've sat in my room and cried for a couple of days. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, and then you question God. It's like, why me? And then it's like, well, why not me? Yep. Or, you know, or then you compare yourself. You see people walking around in the world and maybe you, 
you know, visually, you know, they're not taking care of themselves. And you're like, I've taken care of myself for 30 years. I eat good. I, I exercise. I do this. And I really believe that cancer is this whole mind, body, soul, spiritual event. It's not just because your cells are, you know, kind of acting wonky. It's still, you know, like Kim, you mentioned earlier, you know, this, I went through major trauma at 19 years old and I thought everything was great, but now I've worked really hard with a therapist and trying to delve into some of those issues to understand how I can be a better person. Hmm. Wow. This is going to mm-hmm. help. So it's going to help so many people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think that's our, I so think many people. I think it's our, it's our obligation as a human yeah. is to pay it forward in any way you can. Yeah. 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 Uh, so is there a way for people to donate or how, how do you uh, yeah. donate? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you can go to warriorswithhope.org. How do we find you? You, yes, exactly. You can. Um, so I'm at, I am Jamie. So it's I A M jami.com that's my personal website and then the charity is warriors with an s so it's w a r r i o r s with hope.org and okay. we're a 501c3 approved by the state of California it was a lot of work that my husband and I went into doing this and our biggest event is a golf tournament here in Huntington Beach we've been at Seacliff Golf Course for it would have been our 5th year and it goes on in October. And honestly, we're really, our board of directors are, you know, I don't want to put on an event and without giving it a thousand percent. I love that anyone who's golfed at our tournament, all they can do is they want to come back next year and they're so excited. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid with where we're at in the world, we might just have to look at this as a virtual fundraising year. And right. you know, we, st- we still given out a few grants this year because, you know, I don't want to endanger anybody just for a golf afternoon. Mm-hmm. But I also know how important it is to still raise funds and to support so many people that need it that are going through cancer treatment. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, what you're doing, just like everybody else, we have to uh, adapt. Yes. to to yes. what's going on in our world yeah and yeah. if you can find ways to to continue it to this and not let it stop you not let it hold you back but just find a different a different route that's yeah. that's the best that's what adjust. we all, all need to do yeah. <laughs> flexibility adjustment embrace yeah. and you know just love all just embrace yeah. all those that you can, whether it's virtually or in person. My kids are getting really tired of me hugging them because, you know, we're all stuck <laughs> right now. But, you know, that, that's what we can do. Right? Yeah. yeah. Agree. Agree. Well, thank you. We we are so grateful to have you on. And thank you so much. And, God, I just feel so inspired by you. And um, I hope to see you in person soon. Yes, I really want a reading. I have never had one, so I'm hoping oh. to sit down. I know. Oh, my God. So. I will totally gift you a reading for being on our show. Oh, you're <laughs> sweet. We can even wear our masks and make sure we're all protected, you know, <laughs> whatever we need to do. But it was such an honor. And what you girls are doing, um, some of the podcasts I've listened to, I love that you're reaching out to all realms of society. And you're talking to everyone and anybody to motivate everybody. And to really inspire others to, you know, walk the path and, and, and take care of each other. And I think that's so important in today's world. Oh, thank you. That's, thank you both. that's so thank nice you. to know. Thank you. So thanks for being here. Yeah. And here's a word from our sponsor. 
Hi, so I'm here with a new sponsor, and her name is Missy Fowler. Missy is an intuitive inner awareness guide and an emotion code practitioner. She is a previous guest from our podcast, and she's here today to share with us something very special that she has to offer to our audience. Hi, Missy. Hello, everyone. Eden and Kim, thank you for having me here. I am so grateful for this opportunity to be here and to be of service, however that might be. So today, I would just love to offer my time. During these times of uncertainty, we're all going through our own unique experiences. Lots of feelings and emotions are going through us inside us. Through conversation, we're able to connect and check in and see what they're all connected to. So today, what I'd love to do is just offer an exclusive free 15-minute session for all your loyal talk, purpose, and truth listeners. What this will entail is just having a conversation to go within to find the answers that you have within you, to get to the root of whatever it is that you are harboring inside and just help you to release them. Wow, that sounds great. What an amazing offer. I hope all of our audience members will take advantage of this. Missy, tell us how can they find you? Okay, for, there's two ways you can find me. You can find me on Facebook at Missy, M-I-S-S-Y, Fowler, F as in Frank, O-W-L-E-R. In the abbreviation, my maiden name is Floria. That's how you'll know it's me. And then you can text or call me at 661-513-4440. I'm so looking forward to chatting with you all. Thank you so much. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.